Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Yes, Mariners Pod is back. Thanks for being here once again. We have a ton to get to in this version of the pod as the Mariners just got finished taking two of three from the Yankees in pretty spectacular fashion, so we'll dive into that. Mariners hit the road. Off day today, a nine-game road trip, three against Texas coming up this weekend. Uh, We'll talk more about that coming up in an upcoming version of Mariners Pod. This one we are going to talk a lot about just an incredible two ball games in a row at T-Mobile Park as the Mariners, for the second time in about a week, take a series from the New York Yankees, and they do it in just unbelievable fashion especially when you peel back to two days ago, an incredible baseball game at T-Mobile Park. The Mariners win one nothing in 13 innings over the Yankees. Also coming up on the podcast, we'll visit with Susan Waldman, broadcaster for the Yankees, and we'll hear from Logan Gilbert as well. That comes up in just a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> but I don't even know where to start, really. Uh, yesterday at the ballpark in conversations we had with all kinds of different people, people that have watched thousands of baseball games and to a person saying, if it was not the best, certainly one of the best regular season games ever seen at T-Mobile park. It was, it was just unbelievable. We're going to kind of walk through it. And it started at the very, we knew going into the game. We knew it. I mean, the table was set, the bar was set high Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo in the rematch. Castillo making his home Mariners debut. The electricity was off the charts. It was, the atmosphere was unbelievable. Fans brought it throughout the entire ball game. And Castillo did not disappoint. He was on his game from the very beginning, just knifing through the Yankees lineup. Luis looks in, little leg kick. He's ready, the set. And the 0-2 to Kyder Falefa, swinging a chopper right side. Right there, Frazier scoops, throws the first in time. Luis gets out of the inning. And the Yankees leave the runners stranded at second and third. And listen to this ovation. Castillo, eight innings of three-hit ball, no runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. Cole Match, though, seven innings. Four hits, no runs, no walks, eight strikeouts. Just two aces going toe-to-toe at T-Mobile Park. And from there, bullpens take over. And 
you just can't get more of a stuffy game than we saw. Just flames coming out on both sides. 202 pitches in the ball game, 95 miles per hour or more. 202. There wasn't a fastball thrown below 95 until the 10th inning when Paul Seawalt took over. And once the bullpens got in, it was just big situation after another, but it was big pitch after another. It was unreal. Munoz plants it back foot in front of the rubber, leans forward, has the sign, the stretch, and the 0-2 on the way, and it's strike three, Cole, get him with a fastball at 102 miles an hour. Holy smokes, the kid, senior smoke, Andres Munoz strikes out the side here in the top of the ninth inning. He gets LeMahieu, Judge, and Benintendi, and we go to the bottom of the ninth inning. What a performance the Mariners pitching staff. Here's what Scott Service said about this one. Been in a lot of major league games, been in a lot of major league games. That's one of the best major league games I've ever watched tonight. The pitching in this game was unbelievable um, on both sides. You know, starting with the starters, um, you know, what Luis Castillo fired out there against one of the better offensive teams in the league was incredible. Um, Garrett Cole matched him. Um, It was back and forth. Uh, you know, I, I think you look up at the end of the night, you know, all the guys that ran through. Munoz comes in behind our starter. Paulie does his thing. Um, Festa gets through an inning. Uh, we had crazy stuff happen. Uh, the double plays, um, you know, in the extra innings, uh, all of our pitchers involved <laughs> in it one way or another. Um, and then for Matt Brash to do what he did, a uh, young kid out there. And we know he's got great stuff. He's got a great arm. But to do it um, in that setting, um, doesn't get any bigger, you know, in a regular season game against that ball club over there. So uh, a great win. So Munoz got the ball first after Castillo. Then Paul Sewald comes on in the 10th inning. Comes to the plate. The pitch. Swing on the miss. They get him. Oh, baby, what a slider that was. Top of the zone. Woo. Paul Sewald with a dramatic strikeout. Cal Raleigh, he was the one doing the catching of all this. Where do I start? I mean, I think there wasn't a hit for like seven innings or something. And then the pitcher's duel today was unbelievable. Castillo was outstanding. I mean, it was just crazy. The the plays at the end, I mean, it was a crazy game. Okay, Castillo, I mean, this was his big home debut. You got to watch him last time. Getting behind the plate and seeing that stuff up close, what did you see? I mean, that's some of the best stuff I've ever seen before. And uh, it was uh, to do it against that lineup, too, is uh, pretty special. So after Seawald, it was Festa. He pitched a scoreless inning. Then Brash would come on, and one of the more wild plays you will ever see helped the Mariners to victory. One-two pitch here to Kiner Falefa. The pitch, swung on a hit. Oh, backhanded by Matt Brash. He's got the runner hung up between second and third. It's the catcher, Tavino. He's me, throw to second. They're going to get him. Here's Frazier. The tag. Got him. Double play. Are you kidding? And he was brash after the game. I don't even know what happened, honestly. <laughs> All I remember is I used to do this, like, back in Canada, like, when I was just growing up. I used to, like, try to do that all the time. And, like, I never got it. And, like, I don't know. I just saw it. I did it. I felt it in my glove. I didn't know if I had it in my glove. And then 
once I did, I just ran at the runner. And kind of instinct just took over from there, but yeah, I can't put my gun. What do you make of the ball? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, how do you not, when you're running out, just nuke it over their head? So once I had my glove, I was just like, I just want to get rid of the ball, just so like the professional dealers <laughs> can do, do what they do. So I got rid of it as soon as possible. Yeah, that's all I thought. What, what was that like? What was the atmosphere like for you guys? That was, I mean, that was the coolest game I've ever been a part of. Obviously, I'm new in the big leagues, but, I mean, that was just, that atmosphere is what we want. And um, I know come playoff time, that's what it's going to be like every night. And I know that just fires this team up and everyone can't wait. And he would end the 12th with a punch out. 3-2 pitch from Brash to LeMayhew. The pitch. Straight three cold. Got him. Fastball at 99. Matt Brash plus some stellar defense by the Mariners. Shuts down the Yankees in the 12th. Oh, baby. So when it was all said and done, the bullpen, five innings of work. Keep in mind, four of those, a runner started at second base. No hits, no runs, two walks, seven punch outs in the game. Munoz, Seawalt, Festa, Brash pitches the final two, worked around a couple of walks. Just incredible. And that set the table for Luis Torrens, who would send everyone home happy. And now the 0-2 on the way to Turin, swinging a line drive, base hit right field. Suarez will score a walk-off winner, Luis Torrens. And in the bottom of the 13th inning, the Mariners win it. One nothing win in one of the more incredible games you will ever see. Luis Castillo, his Mariners debut, here's what he said after the game. Luis, can you sort of talk about this is the third time you face the Yankees in a little over three weeks. You seem to have pitched to them different each time. A lot of use of the two-seamer tonight. Did you think that would be as good of a weapon as it was? Because the game is talking about how it's going. And nothing, competing and taking the best of me in that monticulo. Every time I step up on, in that pl- on the mound, I'm always there to compete, no matter what batter is in there. And like I said, the game, I start getting a rhythm during the game. And I, like I said, the game talks to me. And, you know, depending on how the game is going is what I feel that I should be thrown. When Pete came out to talk to you there in the eighth inning before you were able to get out of the jam, what did you guys talk about in that moment? He just came up to me and told me, you're the best pitcher in baseball and in the world right now. Just, you know, just do your thing, and that's what we did. We, we, we executed, and we were able to get out. What did you think of the atmosphere tonight? Todo el tiempo están ahí con nosotros, y muy bien, muy bien en este día de hoy. I mean, it was fun. It was excellent. It was very excellent. I mean, they were cheering for us in every inning, every out, every pitch. And like I said, I mean, the, the fans are amazing, and luckily we, they were there to support us. With Garrett Cole on the other side also putting up zeros, I mean, just how much adrenaline does that give you to, to want to go toe-to-toe with a pitcher like that? Bueno, gracias a Dios, tuvimos buen repertorio hoy y pudimos ganar el juego. You know, even though we're both up there and we're both dominating, um, it kind of gives me that extra boost. It gives me a little energy to, you know, kind of go out there and give my all. And like I said, thank God that, you know, everything was able to be executed correctly. Luis, it seems like you get stronger as the game goes on. How do you how do you kind of get stronger as the game goes along? Because I mean, you're still pumping like 97 in the eighth inning. Y ese es el día a día mío, trabajar duro, trabajar duro. You know, that's kind of what my 
my technique is, you know, work hard and work hard. So as the innings start going, you know, I keep throwing, pumping out more um, the fastballs I can. And, you know, like I said, that's my strategy and that's, it's working. What was it like watching everything that happened in that game after you went out of the game? Gracias a Dios tuvimos la victoria y tú sabes que ganar que goza. Yeah, it was incredible. You know, I was in here in the clubhouse looking to the TV at the game, and I just kept thinking to myself, what inning are we going to win? What inning are we going to win? And you know, thank God, you know, we we got the victory. How valuable has that defense been behind you? I know it's only been two starts, but just playing in front of that defense and what they bring to the table. Como te digo, muy mentalmente yo y el montículo a trabajar siempre cada día más. Um, it's very good. It's very good having those guys, you know, behind me, and I thank them so much because they work there. They're working a lot, you know, during the games and even during the innings, and it helps me mentally, you know, going up there and just doing my work. How about this? A quick comment from Aaron Boone. Thought you'd be interested in hearing what the opposition has to say on the other side about the Seattle Mariners after this one. I think they're they're really good. Uh, they can pitch. Um, you know, obviously have some good starters, but their bullpen is, you know, I think about as good a bullpen as, as we face. Um, you know, they they can mix and match. They they got right and left uh, in their lineup. Obviously, they're going to get Rodriguez back, and um, so yeah, it's you know that team certainly feels for real. So that was game two of the series. Game three, uh, it was more of the same. It was a pitchers duel again. Nestor Ray. Going toe-to-toe, both pitching great. Sam Haggerty, of course, would have a big knock to get the Mariners on the board. Haggerty trying to ignite something here. 2-2 pitch from Cortez. Swing on line drive down the left field line. He's got a chance. Stay fair, stay fair. Yeah! It's off the foul pole, and Sam Haggerty has electrified the Mariners again. A home run to give the Mariners a 1-0 lead here in the sixth. They strike back, though, with three in the seventh inning, but... The Mariners would come back. It was Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana with the big blow. Here's the 1-1 to Santana. Infield pulled around to the right. And he drives one right field. That ball is going back. Giddy up. Gone. Home run. Carlos Santana. And the Mariners have a 4-3 lead. Santana has hit seven home runs this year for the Mariners. Five of them have given the Mariners the lead or tied the ball game. He has been nails when the Mariners have needed it. Mariners take the lead 4-3. to three. They take the game 4-3. to three. Again, the bullpen slams the door shut. Diego Castillo and his return, Seawald as well. Two scoreless, hitless innings, couple of strikeouts, ball game and series. Mariners win 4-3. to three. All right, guys, I'm down here with Sam Haggerty. And, Sam, I think you know going into this game it's going to be a tough pitching matchup. I don't know that you know that you're going to be stepping up in the sixth without your team with a hit. What are you looking for there, particularly with two strikes? Uh, just looking to put the ball in play, to be honest. Nestor threw really well. Um, you know, he was really good through the first five innings, and I was fortunate enough to get a good pitch to hit, and I found a barrel. The bat that we have seen from you this year has just been fantastic. I know you have made some changes. What are you doing at the plate right now, and how is that benefiting you? Uh, you know, just some confidence. I, I made a few changes with my feet, trying to just be more um, athletic and, and just be an athlete in the box and kind of clear my mind. As a hitter, what have these last two days been like? I mean, there's been terrific pitching on both sides, but what is it like last night to step up to the And you had some success. 
but it was very, very tough these two days. Yeah, it's been a blast. This is great baseball. This is fun baseball when you got two great pitchers out there and it's kind of a chess match and you know, you're just looking forward to get that one hit, uh, that, that one blooper that falls in, and anything that can get a run across. What happens when that happens? You opened up that floodgate and the rest came through. Yeah, that's that's hitting. Hitting is contagious. You know, you see one guy get a hit, and you got a little bit more confidence yourself going up to the plate. Without question. You know, the Yankees, I know it's it's one series. It's two series that you've actually taken for the, from them. But you talk about confidence at the plate. Talk about confidence as a team. This is a team that, uh, you know, one of the best records in baseball. Got them at home. You got them here. In this environment, what does that do for you guys? I just think it, it, it you know, confirms that we're a really good team. Um, we have a great pitching staff, a great bullpen. Our lineup's deep. And, you know, we hope to be around at the end of this thing. What can you say about Robbie Ray on the Hill today? Uh, he's fantastic. Robbie's been doing it all year, and, you know, he's a very stable foundational piece for us. All right, great homestand. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Pretty amazing. We had a chance to talk with Susan Waldman, broadcaster for the Yankees, a little bit about the Mariners and what she's seen so far. Thanks for coming over. We really oh, appreciate it. Of course, of course. My favorite people here, my favorite great, park. Great to see you, and I, I congr congratulations on the Radio Hall of Fame. Thank it's you. great. All right, last night. Yeah. One of the wackier games you've probably mm -hmm. ever called in terms of base running. What was up with the Yankees on that? Well, let me tell you what I said to the manager, and because he was talking, <laughs> this, this is this morning after they, because that was some show. I mean, that was some show. I did say, this is what I said, you know, other teams have iPads too. They have been so good at stealing bases and getting secondary jumps and getting people off guard. But, gee, this Seattle team is a really good team. they got a really smart manager over there, and they have iPads, too. And they were ready for the secondary leads. Well, of course, the one where um, just a base running mistake. You know, in Little League, they teach you you don't run until the ball gets over the second baseman's head. You don't run as a line drive is going. Um, it was really peculiar. But there were good things. I mean, that was a pitching duel for the ages. That yes, was just was. fabulous, just fabulous. But if you're going to run yourself out of innings, that's what's going to happen in pitching duels, just like the playoffs, right? Susan, you've seen a lot of great pitch games. You've been around this game forever. By the way, congrats, <laughs> congratulations as well. Uh, where, where does that one rate? Because the, the both bullpens were outstanding. One guy, you know, handed the baton to the next guy to do what we saw last night. 13 innings last night was absolutely one of the best games we've ever seen. I, I thought so, too. And and sometimes people say, oh, my goodness, it's it's boring. It's boring. No, no, no. Not when it's pitched like that. And what I've seen this year is that everybody's bullpen is like perfection. Every, every, and what the Seattle bullpen has done, I was talking to Scott about this yesterday. Everybody's a little bit different. Everybody comes from a different angle or a different side or different stuff. Yankee bullpen also. And um, for the Yankee bullpen, that was really a big thing because they got two new guys on here. Scott Efferis, who came from the Cubs, so he's never pitched an important inning in his life. <laughs> and then, obviously, uh, Lou Trevino, who's trying to prove to people that that was not a fluke when he was in Oakland. Both of them came in and whap, whap, whap. It was yeah. great, great to see. Yeah. And you knew someone was going to bend at some point. is trying to get back to where he he was before, hasn't done it yet. Um, there were good things. Chapman for the Yankees has been brutal, little baby steps, but there it was, the confidence and the swagger around. You bet. You it was bet. great. But you guys, and by the way, Paul Seawald is a different person since he left the Mets. <laughs> I don't know what they did to him over there, but this is the Seawald that um, we all thought that the, the Mets were going to get. Well, you've got a close view of the Mariners the last couple of weeks. What's kind of your take on what you've seen from the M's this year? 
Well, now that you got Luis Castillo, my goodness, we'll see in October if the Yankees don't blow it. It's I, I love this team. They're fun to watch. They play great defense every place, and they pitch great. Um, Joe Torre always used to say, "Keep it close, and I'll think of something." <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's so sort of what yeah. the Mariners are doing. I'm yeah. sort of waiting for everybody to to you know, the Yankees too. Spurts and you know, and once they, I, I said to uh, Aaron Judge's father last night, Aaron's not going to see another fastball over the plate till next April. So just get used to it. But I I see a lot of great things. You can you can win a you can win a lot of games on pitching and defense. You really oh, yeah. can. I saw both, a lot of teams over the year, 63, 65 Dodgers come to mind immediately for me. So uh, Aaron Judge, is he going to stay in New York? Yes. All right. And Stanton, when's he back? Good question. Yeah. The All better right. question is, how many home runs is Aaron Judge going to hit this <laughs> yeah. year? You know, it's, it's like, I'm not, I'm not really into that. I think it would be great if he, because all I know is that every time he hits another one, I'm hearing, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's, it's great. If he, if he breaks, I would love it that he passes the, um, the Sosas, the Bonds, those yep. people. Gotcha. I would love it gotcha. because then... Mm-hmm. Then we got Hank Aaron and yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aaron no, no, Judge no, 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 and no Hank Aaron. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would really love it to, and I would love it for him because he is everything that a quote unquote captain should be in New York. Mm. Um, you know, he's not Derek quite yet, but he, he's he's close and, and wow, he's he close? deserves it. Yeah, That's yeah. coming from you. No, he handles everything wow. great. I mean, the the amount of. Also, Derek was the perfect Yankee. Then he never said anything wrong in 20 years. In right. 20 years, never made a bad move. Aaron is, it's different. There's, there was no FaceTiming, TikTok, all that junk that goes on now. I mean, it's everywhere. And Aaron, I think, has had to uh, deal with a lot of different stuff than did Derek. Tell us something about Aaron Judge that we don't know. I mean, he has been off the charts. He's chasing Babe Ruth and Roger Maris. Unbelievable. It, it, it is, and he, he knows it, but he, he can handle it. Um, I love it. His, like the Jeters, his parents are around all the time. They're here. And they won't go to Boston, but they'll be back when we go to Oakland next. They're here all the time. They're, yeah, they told me they're, on the West Coast yeah. they, they make all the no, trips. No, and, and they go to Tampa, and mm-hmm. they go to – and uh, no, he's um, – what do, what do you not know about Aaron Judge? Um, he is the person that – if something is wrong, he is the first guy to go over to another guy and take him. Good. And very quietly, just like Jeter, he's the first guy to do that. He's a perfect captain. Susan, I wish we had more time. We could talk to you all day. Thank well, you so much playoffs, for coming we'll in. We'll do it again. <laughs> oh, I love the sound of that. Right, thank thank you. you. Thanks, guys. And here is Shannon Dreyer with Logan Gilbert. Logan, great to catch up with you, and it's, it's kind of fun to watch you guys during batting practice. And some of you, um, I'm convinced the starting pitchers in particular, think that you could go out there and be all-star center fielders. Um, others probably philosophers and <laughs> and some sneaky athletes out there as well. What, what do you guys do out there? Um, yeah, well, at first I thought I was one of those outfielders, but they let me know quickly that I'm not. It's not my forte. I like tracking them down, trying to get better. I have an idea that one day I might need it to get in a game in an emergency situation, but I've never been told to spike up yet, so it's not going to happen. But uh, we just mess around, you know, have a good time, talk about baseball, talk about life, all kinds of stuff. A lot of baseball conversations, I would imagine, yeah, too. Yeah. Who, who have you, what are some of the things you've learned now? All kinds of stuff. I mean, everybody's different and has a different way of, like, how they figured out what they do, so it's kind of fun picking different guys' brains and, like, 
what makes you so good? How'd you get to this point? How'd you stumble upon that? And it's, it's usually a pretty good answer. Like you just kind of a coach 10 years ago told you, or you learned from a different player, that kind of stuff. So just trying to learn from different guys. Curious as to, uh, and this is going way back, but coming into the season, you had some things that you, you changed in the off season with uh, your secondary pitches in particular. How has all of that played out? What are, are you satisfied with the work that you did? Did everything kind of stay where you expected it to? Yes and no, kind of. I mean, at different times, it's such a long season. Like you want as much consistency as possible. Let things slightly change as it goes on. Some for better, some for worse. I think I've been around um, what I was going for, and I've had a lot of success with it, and also like some other tough times, but. Um, I think the adjustments that I tried to make, I'm kind of on the right track as far as what I'm trying to do. What do you take from a game like last night? Uh, It was was a tough one, Um, but you just try to make adjustments and, um, you know, see see what you liked and what you didn't. Uh, I think there's always positives and negatives, but a team like that, um, obviously they have a lot of good hitters and put some good swings on it. You just try to figure out what, what adjustments I need to make, but also... Kind of like I said earlier, not find what adjustments you need to make, but nothing more than that mm-hmm. to, to not overdo it. Just try to find the, the lowest hanging fruit and go from there. Is that when do you do that? Does that start that night? Because you are so insightful in your post game interviews, and how does that play into your next few days? A little bit. I looked at a little video in the dugout afterwards, and um, first just see like was that who I am as a pitcher? So. You know, if I'm doing something out of the ordinary, then I don't want to make a bigger deal of it. Um, but I felt like I felt pretty good going into last night's game. So I think that was a good version of uh, what what I try to bring every night out there. So then I just see like what what did they hit? What did they not flinch at that I wanted them to? That kind of stuff, and um, try to find a way to clean it up next bullpen. When you, a team like that, or when you face teams, obviously there are individuals that you face, but how many teams do you look at and, well, this team does this? This is a very patient team, or this is a team that, I mean, can you look yeah. at a team approach? Are there teams that you are really are very solid in what they do, or is it this hitter, this hitter, this hitter? I think there's a little hitter to hitter, but at this level I've noticed more team approaches than uh, any level before, and um, I think some comes with experience, some with scouting, but, like, we play the Astros so many times that I've kind of learned what they do. Um, Sometimes you learn the hard way what teams do, and then you kind of know from there. But obviously some of the better-hitting teams in baseball, like Yankees and Astros are fastball-hitting teams and Blue Jays as well. So when you go against those teams, you kind of game plan to your strengths, but then you also know what you need to work around that the other team is good at. Interesting, interesting. Have you? I know it's just been uh, like a week, ten days. You watch Luis Castillo. Can you? What can you learn from him? I mean, I feel like he's kind of figured out what he does really well, and he's done it for a long time. And just see, like, you know, we have different arm slots and different ways of going about it. But the way his pitches play off each other, I think at this level, that's one of the most important things that the really good pitchers do. So the way his two seam and changeup and slider all look like the same thing and come out different directions something that I can still implement in my pitches. It's something that just kind of affirms that works. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, something. you see it. I mean, you'll see it with their guy tonight, too. It's pretty good, but yeah. uh, you see it with Castillo and a lot of guys around the league, like you said. Did you happen to watch Garrett Cole's video of his postgame? I pre- did. What did you take from that? Yeah, um, I, I saw, like, half of it. Um, my dad sent it to me. 
and I think he saw that from you and he, he saw <laughs> whatever you put it out there he sent it to me so I could look at it um, it's pretty insightful and mature and has a good understanding of causes and results and game plan and how he wants to go about it so um, I think that's the intellectual side of pitching and I think I mean, I don't know him personally, but I think he also does a good job of going out there and shutting it off when he needs to. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the work you do beforehand and then go out there and just execute on that. And, um, you know, we put up a lot of runs, but I think he still made good pitches. So it was kind of kind of interesting to see how he went about it. Yeah, that was something that just kind of keeps giving. I watch yeah. it and learn this and that. And yeah. Kind of fun that you look at it, too. Lastly, I mean, a game like tonight, how do you watch it? As a fan, <laughs> honestly, no. I mean, there's a little bit of that side of it. Of course, um, you're just one of the guys. That's another one of the starters out there for us that you're getting behind, and it's like it's like it's me out there again because you know we care so much about each other. But at the same time, I think it's just going to be really good baseball, and it's fun to see these kind of matchups. And you got the best seat. Yeah, definitely, I do. <laughs> Logan, thank you. All right, thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.